0: This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio.
1: And on tunein.com, Hing.fm, and upsnap mobile.
0: Contact Talk Radio.
1: Ready for a more successful and fulfilled life? It is time for Real Answers, a transformational hour with Dr. Kate Seiner, live broadcasting to the 50 states and internationally. Dare to go deep. Change yourself, change with world.
2: this is Dr. Kate Seiner, and this is Real Answers Radio. Um, and this week, we're going to be talking about feeling good and uh, what that really means. So, one of the things that I've noticed is that sometimes we develop this kind of shorthand, or you know, a way of saying something to ourselves, or a way of talking about ourselves, and and um, that kind of shorthand can be really helpful. And then there are also ways that it can just sort of be something we never really investigate. We never actually ask the questions that will help us be able to understand it on a much deeper level. So um, I think that feeling good is one of those things. It can be something like, well, I just want to feel good or I want to feel better or I just want to be happy. Or, you know, sometimes I get that client's come in. It's like, well, what, you, what is it that you want? Well, I, I just want to be happy. Right. And, you know, as, as good of a goal as that might be, um, without some clarity around what that actually means, um, becomes very difficult to actually create it. So, what I think is super important to feeling good are three main components. So, I think the core of it is self-love and I think that self-love is based in self-acceptance and I think that the result of having this acceptance and love for yourself is that you take care of yourself. Right. And um, what I think is a really good definition of uh, self-care is um, anything and everything that affirms the completeness of who we are. So I'm going to say that again just because I really like this definition. Anything and everything that affirms the completeness of who we are. Right. And so um, we move out of this idea that, you know, doing the right thing, eating the right thing, exercising at the right time is self-care and move into a place where what it really means is doing anything and everything that affirms the completeness of who we are, which can look like many, many different things. So it's more of an attitude or an inner orientation than it is a particular type of behavior, okay? So we're going to talk more about, um, about self-care um, later on in the show, but uh, for now, I want to talk about um, self-acceptance, okay? So self-acceptance is about being able to be on your side regardless of where you find yourself, emotionally, mentally, or even physically, Right, so an example of not being on your side would be being critical about yourself or being negative about your progress. Right, those things would be um, actually kind of like the opposite of being self-acceptance, accept self-accepting. Self-acceptance um, and being on your own side is that even if you find yourself criti- criticizing yourself. You don't criticize yourself then about criticizing yourself, right? It can go on and on and on. Oh, you do is at that point in time, it's just like, well, yeah, of course, right? Of course I criticize myself at times because that's part of what it means to, to be human is that I sometimes engage in these behaviors that are less than supportive, right? That's accepting yourself even when you're not accepting yourself. Um, So you can kind of break the cycle that way just by being willing to say, hey, yeah, of course I've got that part too. Of course I behave that way sometimes, right? And one of the things that can happen, especially for people who are really striving to be their personal best, is that they will be like um, critical of what they're not doing or where they haven't been able to get. And this actually then turns their really positive intention of growing and changing into something that is kind of harmful for them, right? It's used against them rather than for them, right? So it's important that we're able to say, like, this is, you know, This, you know, this process that I'm on is just that. It's a process and all parts of it. There's going to be wonderful successes. There's going to be times where I see major changes in myself. And then there's going to be times where I revert to old behavior or, you know, um, really don't like the way that I'm, I'm showing up. And one of the ways that I kind of talk about, you know, like how do you start to generate this sense of self-acceptance? Like what do you do? How do you, what are some of the practices around staying on your own side? And, you know, it's, you know, one of the kind of the classics in this area is how would you treat a friend? Like, right, how would you treat someone that you really care about? You know, what What would, if they were struggling with something, what would you say or do? Would you say, well, yeah, you're right. You're kind of sucking at that. Or would you be willing to say, hey, look, you know, that's true, right? There's room for improvement there. And look at everything that you have done. Look at all of the other things that go along with this one, you know, blip. So um, that's one thing that you can do is kind of like uh, take a moment and step back and say, hmm, if I wasn't dealing with myself and I was trying to be kind to, you know, someone that I really care about, how would I approach, you know, the, these these moments where, you know, there are parts that we just don't want to accept about ourselves? so another part of being more um self- accepting and really being able to um to stay on your own side comes from uh, comes from sharing and seeing the experiences of other people right so one of the problems that can happen is we you know, culturally have a culture that's based uh, predominantly on achievement and success. And because of that, it can be really easy to, you know, kind of, what, what's that, that saying, to judge another um, person's, uh, judge our insides by another person's outsides. So it's possible to look at people and say, oh, well, they were able to do this or they were able to handle this or they, you know, have the relationship that they want or the job that they want or, you know, everything looks perfect over there. Right? And, you know, and it's a mess inside. Right. And really what it comes down to is that we all have areas of brilliance and we all have areas of brokenness. And um, and all we're doing is, you know, learning to have a little more grace in in the journey, and to um, grow and develop all parts of ourselves. So, when when you're thinking about staying on your your own side and really, um, you know, accepting all those parts of yourself, sometimes by spending some time talking with other people. And seeing that they struggle with things, too, and having those real conversations versus performance conversations helps us to say, oh, okay, right? Like, I still like this person, even though they've got, you know, things that really challenge them. And, you know, maybe I could extend that to myself as well. You know, maybe, you know, we're likable because of, not despite some of our you know, uh, more limiting characteristics. right they They fill out who we are. they they help to shape us. okay? So that's another that's another tool for um, starting to develop self-acceptance is to you know participate in a group of some kind, uh, personal development group. Where it's a safe container where you can share what it is that's going on for you, um, and you can see that other people have similar experiences, or that they have, you know, real struggles as well. Um, and even if you know that intellectually, um, you're like, yeah, of course, other people struggle with things. Actually, having the experience of it is is beyond that. Um, is uh, it will it will help it. it really experiencing it settles down on a different level for us. Okay, so we've got a couple things. One, how would you treat another person? The other is, you know, like look under the hood, take a look at what's going on in in other people's lives as well as in, you know, inside of our own self, right? Another piece around um, self-acceptance is, um, you know, a willingness. A willingness to look. This is what, I, you know, I call awareness, right? The willingness to look at all the different pieces that are there. You know, and um, a few shows ago, um, when I had Karen Green on, she was talking about shadow work. Um, you know, she was talking about the, um, the places that we're not able to see inside of ourselves, our shadow Um, And it's it's these places that we want to start to peer into a little bit more, bring up to the surface a little bit more, because it, it is only through that awareness that we are then able to move into that's me too, right? Another tool that I think about that is, um, that's really helpful in self-acceptance is, is giving it away, right? So sometimes we can't accept something about ourselves. Um, it's really hard. We have a lot of judgment about it. It's caused us a lot of pain in the past, you know, something like that. And one of the things that we're able to do is give that acceptance to another person. So when we see that behavior, come up in another person then instead of turning away from it or you know judging it or something like that we can actually see that behavior and do something positive in that direction find a way to affirm it mentally to say something positive it's like you're getting you're you're flexing a muscle you're learning a new approach and so, so in that, you want to just move as far as you possibly can a little bit more. So even if it's not directed at yourself, even if it's directed at another person, even if it's directed to a person on TV, it doesn't matter. It's that idea that you're willing to move into a different relationship with this particular trait. And that's why it can be really helpful to start to see both the positives and the negatives of every single trait. Anything that you have, even your greatest, you know, pride and skill and all of that kind of stuff has some way that it is problematic, right? And so, however, we've, uh, you know, like what we consider our weaknesses and what we consider our strengths Really, always have some of the opposite in them, and being able to look at things that way, first of all, disengages us from being really sort of um, in our in our e- egoic self. But it also allows us to then go, "Oh, okay, right. It's not just about oh, I want to I want to be like this. I like want to be nice all the time, right? Or you know, um, I want to be confident all the time." Right. It's just like, well, maybe there are times where confidence is actually the wrong skill or being nice is actually not so helpful. And I bet, you know, just in bringing up those two options, you can think of some yourself, you know, where, you know, maybe like sometimes vulnerability is a more positive trait or a more helpful trait um, than confidence, right, or or like in the development of certain types of intimacy, or maybe, you know, um, there is another kind of like um, situation that might benefit from, uh, you know, a, either like an ad- adjustment to, like an adjustment to that um uh, that approach, right? So, like, we be- can become when we emphasize something in our mind, like, for example, confidence, we emphasize that in our mind, then we can become sort of like, oh, that's what it needs to be. We get all in all our head about it. We start to perform. And then, that, then, and then judge ourselves by whether, you know, we are that or we're not that. And we've sort of gotten way away from the point, right? The point is, is that. All of these things that we are have places where they're really supportive and affirming and they have places where they're less supportive and affirming. And so we can let go of that kind of fixation on a certain way of being and allow us, or allow ourselves to move into a deeper uh, sense of freedom. Okay, so this is, um, this is Real Answers, and I'm Dr. Kate Siner. We've been talking about self-acceptance, and really self-acceptance is one of the key components of feeling good. And um, we are going to go to a break here in just a second. But before we do, I would love to give you the telephone number for the uh, station um, if you would like to call in with a question. And that is 877-877. Two three zero three zero six two. That's eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two. So feel free to call in with your questions about uh, self-acceptance or feeling good, and we'll I'll be back right after the break.
1: Educator Dr. Kate Siner wants to help you connect with your purpose and passion. With 18 years in the field of personal development, a PhD in psychology, and plenty of real-life experience from the School of Hard Knocks, Dr. Kate will inspire you not just to change your life, but the world for the better. Her mentoring and programs provide effective tools and tailored support that meets you where you are and grows as you do. For more information, visit www.KateSigner.com.
0: Are you craving positive change in an area of your life, dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected? internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change. Through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring, Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core so you can make a difference in the world starting with yourself. Visit www.katesiner.com That's K-A-T-E S I N E R dot com. Now is your chance to be part of the show. Call eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two. Call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guest. Again, that number is eight seven seven two three zero three zero six two.
2: This is Dr. Kate Siner. This is Real Answers. We've been talking about feeling good and uh, specifically about self-acceptance and how it is that you can move into a state of being more accepting of, of who you are, right? And uh, the next thing that we're going to be talking about is self-love, right? And that's maintaining a loving state of being with yourself at all times, Right? Um, and, uh, so what, what's the difference first of all here, right? So what's the difference between being on your own side and being willing to maintain a loving state? I would say that it's a step. It's like one step to another step, right? Self-acceptance is sort of the foundation. This is where it's like, yes, okay, you know, I'm willing to just accept the fact that these are all parts of me. I'm willing to accept the fact that I, you know, am sometimes who I want to be and I'm sometimes not who I want to be. That's acceptance, right? Now, I'm okay with that. Love is actually a deeper um, place um, or a a stronger place, depending on how you want to look at it. And so that self-love, being willing to maintain a loving state of being towards yourself, right? You can feel possibly the expansion that is connected to that of, of just feeling like, ah, you know, it could be like the mystery or the wonder or the beauty of who it is that you are—that deep um, appreciation and respect for who it is that you are, right? Not that you're just you're—you've allowed all of you on the uh, like out and as part of kind of like how you live, but that you are willing to be as unconditionally loving as possible, right? So there's a key thing that comes up here, and this is around value, right? So um, now, so there's another way of saying this, and the reason I'm bringing it up as value is because a lot of times people will say things about, like, self-esteem, right, Um, or especially when it comes and we're talking about um, self-care, they'll say, like, well, I just, you know, I just don't really, you know, value the way that I am, or I don't think that anyone really values the way that I am. That's more of the way that we do usually project it out into the world. It's usually about us. I don't think anyone values who I am. Okay, well, I'm not able to really value who it is that I am. Right? And okay, what does it look like to create that sense of value that no matter what you do, no matter you know what you you say do feel anything like that achieve that you still have this intrinsic value and that you're worthy of deep unconditional love and why You know, I mean, I wrestled with that question for a really long time as I struggled with my own kind of sense of value. One of the things that I was thinking about is just like, well, yeah, I'm looking okay, like that sounds good, right? (laughs) That sounds like a really great idea. What the heck does that mean? (laughs) And so what does it mean to actually think that you have value regardless of what it is that's that's going on in your life or you know whether you're getting what you want not getting what you want acting up to your standards all of that different stuff and what really helped me were were um writings and phrases and um and things that said talked about how each one of us is a perfect expression, right? That we're the perfect unfolding, right? In that, you know, moment in time. Um, And I would go as far as to say perfect and necessary. And it's it's a very big shift in mindset to go from a place of, you know, I'm broken, or even the world is broken, Um, there's something wrong with it, there's something wrong with me, to this is the perfect expression, right? And it's not, I am perfect, right? That's back to the ego level. Um, I have a need to be perfect. That would be, uh, I've got to maintain this perfect outside part, but um, to be the perfect expression, to be it's just like as as truthful as something can possibly be, right? Like if you look at like why are we inspired by, you know, nature um, and animals, right? We're, we're inspired by them because there's something that is perfect. There's something that's truthful. Authentic would be another word. And there's an effortlessness in that. There's an effortlessness in that um, type of expression that's it's really, really beautiful and we have that capacity too although frequently we get so caught up in you know that that mind place or that ego place or whatever we get so caught up in that that we we lose a deeper connection to that intrinsic value that deeper that deeper place inside of ourselves the authentic expression of who we are that is always loved and always perfect, even in all of its, uh, its limitations. Okay. So I'm hoping that you can feel that a little bit, feel that kind of shift that's there of moving from that more surface place down into, you know, that more authentic being place. And then how that allows you to really see and understand your own value. And one of the things that happens here is that we bop back up. So, right? So, maybe connect to that or start to get an understanding of it. And then this thing comes in, but, right? But I have this part of myself. But I have this other thing, right? Or, you know, how in this great world with all these crazy things happening could this possibly be true, right? Or how can I forgive myself for being limited or another person for being limited? And then how can I actually have this perfection to me, this authentic and truthful place inside? Right? And as soon as we've done that, it's about returning to self-acceptance. Right? As soon as we've done that, we've moved out of a place of being willing to accept all parts of ourselves. We're beginning to reject certain things. These things are good. These things are bad. This is what I want. This is what I don't. Right? And while a certain amount of that is really helpful for designing our lives and being creative, if we do that solely, we, we wind up being very dissatisfied, disconnected, alienating parts of ourselves. You know, um, and that has been that has been a, a really big problem. You know, I mean, we can look at that historically, um, and especially within fields of personal development and psychology, it's that um, alienation of certain parts of ourselves has um, has been a real challenge. So, uh, as soon as we start to go, if like we start to connect to that place of self-love, and then we go back to this place, but this, but that, right? As soon as we're there, that's when we return back and start practicing the self-acceptance. Let's just let everything be here. It's, it's and. I mean, it was a, a really good um, point that was brought up. Um, I think in the, in the last LifeWork um, community uh, program that I taught where someone said, oh, it's about letting both be there. Right. Instead of this or that. And I and was like, exactly. We get in so many different challenging places because we're not allowing it all to be there. That's the self-acceptance place. We're just acceptance in general. Allow it to be there. OK. Once you allow it to be there, then it's almost like sinking down into this place of being able to see the authentic beauty or perfection of what's there. And it's an, entire, it's an entire shift in perspective. And it's not one that is so much something that you work at, except in learning to really appreciate what's there. Really allowing everything to be there. When you can really allow everything to be there, then it's almost like that cumulatively can allow you to sink down into a place of being more, um, of seeing the value, right? And then of being able to extend the unconditional love. There's another piece of this, too. Which is that when we start to uh, pull away aspects of ourselves, like um, so the personal development process, we're kind of it's almost like a peeling back of the layers. Right. So when we start to peel back some of the layers that we've become falsely identified with, right, um, that process in and of itself you know starts to connect us with a deeper more authentic part of ourselves and that part in and of itself does not need to be loved it is love right so it's it, when we're we're starting to say okay well actually you know this identification with my career this identification with this particular skill I have or whatever Once we start to move that kind of stuff out of the way and move into the deeper place in ourself, it is not only that that is an easier place to love, right, an easier place to see our value, but it is also that that place in and of itself is love, and that's a beautiful transformation right there, right? So first, we're looking at what are all the players here? What's here in, in this that needs to be accepted and seen? Right? What we learn, you look at this on a, on a cultural level and we look at about uh, um, issues around like inclusion. Right, Every single uh, type of person has something to bring to the table that another type of person might not right and and that is kind of like on the inner level is self acceptance, right, so after we kind of go to this place of like, hey, it can all be here. It, it all is like it, like an es- essential right? there's good and bad in all of it, and you know or once we get to that place of acceptance, the next place once again is that we go, oh, okay, it's all here, all right, let's get down into like what is really solid and true and authentic, because I don't have to rule something out. I don't have to be something. I don't have to pretend about something. I don't have to be up on that surface level. I can let it all be there, and then I can say, okay, what's really true here? What really is authentic for me here? And As I settle down into that, I move into this deeper place. And this place is both easier to love and is love. Okay. So as you go down into that place, you you hit kind of the core that I talk about, that expression of love. This is where it comes back around full circle. Right. And what we're going to do after the break is then talk about self-care. Because self-care is the... Self-care is the expression of this love, right? This is how we then come back into our lives, into sort of the, the manifestation of who we are and even the, the ego la- layers of who we are, you know, even the, the, our most contrived components to our least contrived components. Self-care is about honoring those and caring for those. Right. So anything um, that falls into that category. Right. So um, if you're seeing kind of what it is that I'm laying out here, first, we allow it all to be there. You know, so that we're not fighting and struggling on that level, then we're settling into this deeper place of, of love. And then we're taking that love and we're bringing out in the expression of who we are and that whole cycle. Leaves you feeling pretty darn good. So that brings us back to what does this really mean to feel good if we're going to get down to the heart of it all? Okay, so um, we're going to take a commercial break. We'll come back in just a little bit, and I will talk some about self-care. Of course, call in if you have any questions at uh, 877-230-3062, and I'll see you after the break.
0: your chance to be part of the show call 87-230-3062. call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guests again that number is 87-230-3062. are you craving positive change in an area of your life dreaming of work that is meaningful or relationships that are authentic and connected Internationally recognized author and facilitator Dr. Kate Siner is a compassionate and fearless advocate for positive change through personally tailored programs and masterful mentoring. Dr. Kate's genius lies in helping you get connected to your core, so you can make a difference in the world, starting with yourself. Visit www.katesiner.com. That's K-A-T-E.
1: S-I-N-E-R Be the change you wish to see is a phrase that gets said a lot. But the question is how? Dr. Kate Seiner provides programs and mentoring that give you the real life tools to make the changes you wish to see. Her personally tailored services combine almost two decades of work with the grit and compassion that can only come from a life fully and passionately lived that support you on your path of positive change. To learn more and get started, visit www.katesigner.com.
2: Okay, so I was talking about uh, self-love right before the break, Um, and I was saying that it it is a willingness to maintain a loving state of being towards yourself at all times. And I actually ended on the note where um, when you contact that part of yourself, that part of yourself is actually love, which adds another whole layer to it. And then what we're going to be talking about for the final segment of this show is um, self-care. And that is the expression of this love through all parts of yourself. Okay, So what I was saying before is self-care is anything and everything that affirms the completeness of who you are. So once again, this is why self-acceptance is so important. You have to have all the parts on the table. Right? But self-care is that, you know, it's just as important, you know, to shower and wash your skin and as it is to develop your, you know, your mind as it is to um, care for your soul. These are these are all important things. These all factor into to self-care and self-care has gotten a really bad reputation in the sense that it's become sort of a little bit of an entitlement. It's talked about a lot of times in terms of self-indulgence and also as, you know, a luxury that, you know, people with, say, people with resources, financial resources, Um, uh, and social resources um, sort of feel like should be a part of their life, right? So there's a lot of um, stigma and judgment around it as much as there's a lot of embracing of the concept. And I just want to take it out of that context a little bit. That's why I bring that up. Um, Because it isn't about that. It isn't, I need to go to the spa because I really just need some self-care, Right, <laughs> that's a wonderful thing to do, and that can be in an as- an aspect of self care, you know. Um, but that's not what it is that I'm talking about here. Look, I'm literally talking just like self acceptance, self love, self care. Okay, it's not about you know making sure you're getting to the gym enough exclusively. So self-care is this willingness to almost like, let's just say, spread the love, right? We can spread the love throughout all aspects of ourself. And and we learn to really mm, care for uh, the complexity um, of who we are. And so let's give some examples of of what might be self-care that um, uh, maybe we wouldn't typically think of as self-care. You know, I I work on this kind of stuff with people all the time in my personal development work because a lot of times it's our own beliefs about what we're supposed to be doing that get in the way of what it is that is really best for us to do, is really the most loving thing for us to do. Right. So, say you have a really big fear around something. Say you're really afraid of like public speaking or something like that, and um, and you're thinking about it in terms of self care. Right. So kind of going back to what I was talking about before, you could say, well, OK, I'm going to do the speaking engagement and then, you know, I'm going to really take care of myself. I'm going to, you know, eat my favorite foods and I'm going to, you know, get a massage and I'm going to do that kind of stuff. Well, so that's more like a reward in my in my book. And self-care is OK. First of all, is being a good speaker part of, you know, who you you really are and who you really want to be, and um, it, so in other words, is it a should or a must or a you know everybody can do it? Why can't I do it? You know all those different things. Is it a? It does it does it show up that way? In which case, does it make sense for you to even put it down? That would be self care. I'm no longer going to hold this over my head. Right. I'm not, no longer going to say, "Look, you know, in order, you know, for me to have value, I need to be able to do this particular thing." Right. Um, so that's one question I get to ask myself: right? Do I get to put it down? Is this really um, in the best interest of me? So if I come to the deeper me. So if I come to the answer that, yes, this is actually, right, it is. This is something I really want, even though it's difficult, even though, you know, I mean, it could be terrifying. This is something that I know is right for, you know, who I am, the authentic expression of me. Well, then, what would self-care look like? So self-care in that situation would be, okay, now what do you need to support yourself, to nourish yourself, to guide yourself through this challenging process, this this activity that produces a lot of anxiety for you, right? So... What will support me, what will guide me, what will nourish me? And then it comes up with all these different things like, well, maybe it's going to be easier for me to face a fear if I've taken really good care of myself. So maybe knowing that I'm going to be facing a fear, I want to double down on things like eating right, making sure I'm sleeping, drinking lots of water, saying nice things to myself, you know, really kind of give myself the the best platform possible, right? That would be one thing to do in the direction of self-care. Maybe I know that post doing what I'm doing or when I've gone through this anxiety-producing event, maybe I know that I'm really going to need to... Uh, take care of myself in a different way. So in other words, I can't just kind of go through it and then come out the other side and then go back to life as usual, right? Maybe I actually need to say, okay, well, what is it that this situation really challenges for me? What does it bring up for me? Why is it producing this anxiety? And then what can I do about that? What can I do to bring more of of what it is that I need. So in other words, maybe it's a need to be liked um, and um, that is producing the anxiety, right? Or a fear of rejection that's producing the anxiety, right? So immediately after the event, it might make sense to have things that support that need, like acceptance, Like having people that you can go to that will really affirm and accept you, right? Maybe that's not the right situation to engage in, you know, a critical dialogue, right? That might not be what you need. It might be, right? But so you want to look at what is it that helps you um, and strengthens you. As you go through, and in this case, I was giving after, but while you're going through something too, it's just like, whoa, okay, like this is is a really challenging experience for me to have. How could I show up to this in a way that would be more affirming, right? Some people do that by just embracing where they are in the moment, right? I'm a little nervous to be here today, or actually, I'm really nervous to be here today, Right? Um, some people will say, you know, I just, I, I really, you know, first, a, a beautiful, beautiful person in my life, you know, it comes real up front and says, I just really want you to like me. She did that for years. I just really want you to like me, you know? And it was like her way of just being able to put it out front and say, look, this is what's going on. This is, this is kind of, you know, running the show, so to speak. And I'm just going to put it up front so that it's like it's not something that, you know, has to monkey around behind the scenes. Right. So calling yourself out where you are is a, can be a very supportive thing. It can also not be. Right. So as you can see in any suggestion that I'm making, these are very particular to who you are. And it takes time to learn what is most supportive. You know, um, uh, like, for example, around speaking, for me, something that's very supportive is I need a little bit of time before I speak to actually be able to clear my mind, you know, and if I don't have that transition place, it becomes more difficult for me. So self-care is when I give that to myself, you know, and when I'm not doing that as much, I'm Not giving myself as much self care. Right? And I can look at reasons why and all of that kind of stuff. But so you're looking at what can help guide you, right? That would be maybe you get um, uh, mentorship uh, or support or feedback or information. You could look at what uh, supports you. Those could be um, people or behaviors or even uh, like environments. So I said support, I said guide, and I said nourish, right? And um, while I use nourishment a lot of times to talk about all these different areas, um, specifically in this case is like what do you need in order to be strong, And um, what's going to really help you show up in the fullest way? So maybe you need to be prepared, or maybe you need a little more structure, um, or maybe you need to cut yourself some slack, right? So what is it that you need that will really help strengthen you? And always, 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 right? There is a component that is physically based, you know, so and part of that is just like I said, you know, eating right, sleeping right, that kind of thing, like really caring for ourselves um, in a way that allows us to show up to something that's more challenging, but in really deep alignment with what it is that we want. Because growth isn't always easy, you know, And, and we know that. It's not always going to be a a smooth ride or, um, you know, a a graceful, a graceful uh, ride. It is, it's something that we do because the benefits are so great, right? And as we're growing and we're changing and we're, we, Have this opportunity to do this from a place of force, of um, Mm -hmm. lack, of um, the shoulds, have tos, or we have an opportunity to move forward into this with that really strong love coming through and affirming and affirming over and over all of who we are, so that affirming of that deep, authentic self is at the heart of caring for ourselves, so very different ways of being. Um, And what happens is, is that transformation. In any level of it, too, first of all, I mean, like, it's like there's deeper and deeper to go with this. But at any level, when you can move through that process and you find ways to accept yourself and you find ways to love yourself and you find ways to care for yourself, naturally and automatically, you're doing things that you love more. You're doing things that are making you um, happier. You feel better right? Your life seems more significant, right? And you have arrived at that, what does it mean to feel good? What does it really mean to feel good? Not to feel indulged or pacified or even satisfied, but deeply good. That is the result Feeling good is the result of being able to do um, these three things. So they're at the core. The activities, those are at the surface. And we can, we can do a little bit with the activities to kind of get ourselves going in the right direction, but ultimately, in order to have that deep transformation, in order to move into a place where we are feeling like just good, even when things are hard, you know, even when they're not working out the way that we want them to, right? So in order for us to have that, we need to address kind of like what's holding it all in place, okay? So that's the self-acceptance, self-love, and self-care. And um, uh, I have really enjoyed being with you this week, and I'm looking forward to next week. Um, And uh, I um, look forward to speaking with you more, Um, I'm actually right now thinking Um, We're going to have a great conversation next week. I think we have a great guest lined up, um, and uh, we'll let you know about that or check it out on the website, and I will talk to you then
1: been listening to Real Answers with your host, Dr. Kate Siner. Her purpose is to inspire you to create positive change inside and out. Visit Dr. Kate on her website at www.katesiner.com with Dr. Kate and see how she can help.